welcome to the Dietitian Dad Podcast. I am Michael Murphy, father of three, registered dietitian, and your dad when it comes to weight loss, nutrition, and health. No quick fixes or easy answers here, just evidence-based advice to help you permanently change your life. What is up, everyone? Welcome back. Episode 16 of the Dietitian Dad Podcast. Thank you for your continued listening. And I also want to say hello to any new listeners out there. And if you are new, go back in the archives. Look for a topic that interests you. I think they're all all interesting. That's just me. And go ahead and listen to some previous episodes. I think they all stand alone pretty well on their own. I got a great topic today for you. This is going to be um, a discussion on jumpstarting a weight loss stall. I find that helping people lose weight is fun and I really get a lot out of it. However, a lot of people I find struggle more with not losing the weight, but once they reach a certain level, it's about how are they going to continue to lose weight or keep that weight off. And we're going to talk about that today. But first, as I get deeper into this podcast and, and, and start spending more time on it and really molding it into what I think it should be, I, I just always want to ask you, if you're listening, to give me a review. If you listen on Apple, those Apple reviews are so valuable, and um, they really do help advance the um, listenership of the podcast. So if you do have a minute, I'd really appreciate a review. If you are able to share um, with anybody you know, Tell them, tell them to come and listen, and if you really enjoy this podcast, obviously the more listeners, the better that it thrives. So I appreciate anything you can do for me in advance on that. Okay, before we dive into the main topic, as always, I like to talk about a few minor topics that I don't need that much time to spend on, but they're always worth discussing. And the two things I'm going to really quickly go over right now would be number one. Number one is the concept of cal- calorie counting, and I just want to make sure that everybody understands about calorie counting. You don't have to calorie count. It's not necessary. You can lose 100 pounds without doing it, without using MyFitnessPal or Berrytastic or any other app that you enjoy using or have used in the past that you probably got frustrated with and um, you know stopped using after a while. Calorie counting is important if you are mindlessly eating to the point where you are literally just eating out of a bag and not having any clue as to how much of whatever, let's say, nuts you're eating or if you're pouring oil in a pan to cook your dinner with and you really, you just have no clue, same with salad dressing, just mindlessly eating. And I don't think that many people do it, but if you catch yourself doing that, yes, you should take the time to look a little bit closer at your calories for maybe a week. The other, way, the other option you have for calorie counting is just to manually add up the calories in your head and have a semblance of an idea for how many calories you're eating at one sitting. Doing this means you don't have to record it, bring out your phone, log it, but at least you'll know in your head kind of a, a semblance of how many calories you eat a day. The, one, the most common question that I get a no when I ask is how many calories do you think you eat a day? Very few people can answer that with confidence. So although I don't want you to calorie count, I would like you to be able to answer that question if I asked you and said, hey, how many calories do you think you eat a day? You might say, well... I'm pretty confident I'm around the 1,500 to 1,800 calorie range, but I'm not 100% sure. That's a fine answer. At least you have an idea. So go ahead and count calories if you want to, but I really think that if it's something that just annoys you or bugs you, I I just don't recommend that that you really need to do it at all. 
Top, the second thing I wanted to mention was the concept of momentum. Motivation is one thing. Hear me out. Momentum. I personally have figured out that momentum is the driving force for me when it comes to staying on what I call the straight and narrow with my healthy habits, when it comes to exercising, when it comes to trying to make good choices with my foods. And taking that as a concept, when I observe my clients and my patients, the momentum that they have usually shows on their face when, when they come in or talk to me when they see me in person. And I consider momentum something that's fleeting, something that's very much fragile. You can have tremendous momentum one day, one, only one day. And by doing something that breaks that momentum, it can, the, the momentum gas tank, if you will, can come all the way down to empty based on one decision that you made or did not make. Let me give you a quick example. So let's talk about exercise momentum. For someone like myself who exercises every day, I find that the, the fact that I exercise every day keeps my momentum tank almost always full, meaning if I do it every day, I'm ready to do it the next day. If I were to miss, let's say, two days in a row of exercise, I can see my momentum tank going down to half empty. I could have exercised 30 days in a row. Missing two days in a row makes that third day critical. That third day, if I decide, oh, I'm just kind of out of it, I'm out of sorts a little bit, I think I'm going to skip this too. Now we're at a critical point where that tank is almost empty and it's going to be so much harder for me to get that tank full again. The same rule applies to somebody who maybe is on a good roll with their eating habits and they make a last-second decision to eat something that made them feel not so good about themselves and the, their eating momentum got drained. That's going to leak into the next day. So what I'm saying is it's critical for you to catch yourself when it comes to, to draining that tank and filling it back up again. All it takes for you is to just restart over the next day. The biggest momentum killer is the decision you make without any type of pre-planning. If you had already known you were not going to exercise, let's say this coming Saturday, and you didn't exercise, you're not going to feel that like that hurts your momentum. But if you planned to exercise on Saturday, and you literally just made the decision not to do it, that's where it really hurts the most. Same with your eating. If you plan to go to a birthday party or a wedding and not really care about what you eat, you're going to be fine with that. But if you make those last-second decisions and, and food decisions that you didn't plan to do, again, those kill the momentum. I know you can relate to this if you're listening to this. I know you're probably nodding your head and you understand what I'm saying. But the fact that I'm acknowledging it to you and maybe you hadn't thought of it that way, I hope you can use that knowledge now to catch yourself and try to keep feeding your momentum and understanding how fragile it is and how hard you have to work to keep it up. All right, on to the main topic of this podcast, and that is jump-starting a weight loss stall or reversing, regaining of weight. Now, a lot of my topics do have to do with weight loss surgery, but I, this isn't a weight loss surgery podcast. It also implies or involves weight loss in general. So I, want, I just want you to know if you are listening to this, whether you, if you had weight loss surgery, of course, this is going to apply to you. But it also applies to anybody who is trying to lose weight and at a point where they're, you know, they're basically struggling with it. Okay, just make sure you understand this. When you lose weight, your body is not happy with you. It is going to increase the hunger hormone ghrelin. It is going to decrease the fullness hormone leptin. And it's going to involve those hormones in addition to many others 
to guide you to food, to give you those cravings, to get the weight back on that you lost. So understand that you're, some of that's out of your control. Your body wants to gain the weight back. This is why when people lose 20 pounds, they gain back 20 plus an extra few pounds because the body wants to protect itself from further weight loss. Now, with that said, we still have to take accountability for our actions. So what I would ask you to do, the first thing you need to do is I want you to write down a one, two, three sentences, your best guess, being honest with yourself as to why you stopped losing or why you are gaining the, the weight you lost, why you're gaining some of that back. A couple sentences, I want you to write that down on paper and read it to yourself. Because being honest with yourself first is the breakthrough you need to then be able to make decisions to help yourself lose more weight. The next option is more of a luxury than something that you have to do. But if you are able to work with someone like myself, um, a dietitian, or another clinician that can help you, you should definitely reach out to that person so they can help you ascertain the reasoning behind the weight gain or help you understand why the momentum is shifting. I use that momentum again, huh? Why you're shifting towards an upward trend in your weight. So if you do have the um, ability to reach out to someone like myself, definitely want to do that. But I understand if you can't. So what we're going to do next is once we have those reasons in front of us, there's almost probably a universal reason why somebody would be gaining weight back. And a lot of that has to do with them craving food again. Or maybe they were on low carb and you, you just couldn't resist it anymore and you're starting to crave foods. So one of the biggest things I'd recommend you do is more writing down, but I want you to track your cravings. So what you want to do is you want to take your journal, your notebook, or even an app online, and I want you to start just writing down actual physical cravings, what, you're, what kind of food you're craving, salty or sweet or savory. And then, of course, after the craving is written down, you're going to then write down what you actually ate, either to satisfy that craving or maybe you pivoted to a different food to avoid the craving. And you'll start to see after about a week's worth of doing that some glaring patterns that, that will start to show you kind of where you're going wrong. And then you can focus on changing those specific, um, those basically habits that you're doing. Okay, next thing you're going to do. So you've identified, you're honest with yourself, you're, you're, identifying, you're identifying your cravings. Now you're going to take that information. Hopefully you'll have at least a few things figured out as to why you're not losing or gaining weight. And then you're going to pick one preferably the easiest one that you can change. Let's just use an example. You started to go out to Starbucks more often, didn't even realize it. Maybe you, I mean, obviously you know you're going there, but you didn't, you didn't really see just how much that was adding the calories to your day. So maybe you'd say, okay, you're going to Starbucks three to four days a week, or you're drinking a high calorie um, drink. Maybe that will be the easiest one for you to kind of either decrease or stop doing. So choose that first versus maybe something that's a little bit harder. You know, something like maybe you're just eating overall more calories a day and it's hard to really figure out uh, what foods those are. But you know easily that Starbucks drinks are a certain amount of calories and by decreasing those, you can already start to see changes. And once you've made that change and you feel like you're good, then pick the second habit. A little bit harder, a little bit more challenging. Maybe you hadn't been exercising very much. And it's been hard for you to find time or you, or you lack the motivation or the momentum. Now that's where you're going to say to yourself, let me get that going up again. Start with a few days a week. 
advance to as many days a week as you can. That's the second thing you'll, you'll feel. And then once that hits you, you've given up the drinks, you are now exercising every day. And then let's say the third thing is you were just eating too many calories overall and you're craving foods that are higher in calories. That's going to be the hardest one for you to change. So we'll nip that in the bud at the end. And don't forget, most importantly, while you're going through all this, to actually forgive yourself if you are, you know, if you are kicking yourself and, and feeling, oh, what, you know, here we go again. I don't know what, how this happened. What's wrong with me? Um, you know, having all these negative thoughts and beating yourself up. As I said earlier, a lot of this is not 100% you. It's your genetics and it's your biochemistry that are contributing to that. So please don't be too hard on yourself. If you need to forgive yourself, here I, I'm giving you permission to do so, okay? So please do that for me. And um, that will help you accept that this is a lifelong battle and being hard on yourself is not going to get you anywhere. So now that we talked, we had talked about some ideas on how to jumpstart a stall, I just want to share with you the most common reasons that I find personally working with patients as to why somebody either stops losing weight, regains a lot of the weight back, or unfortunately regains all of the weight back plus more. The first and most common reason is the way that they lost the weight was way too drastic. Um, they went almost no carb. They cut, they slashed calories from 2,000 calories a day all the way down to 600 a day. Um, crazy amount of, of caloric decreases. And doing things like that drastically will result in rapid weight loss and almost equally result in rapid regaining of weight. So these are things you don't want to do when you're on a weight loss journey. And if you already did them, it's too late to change that but we're going to reverse that trend now that you're more aware of it. Now, if you had weight loss surgery, that's a little bit different because you will drastically cut your calories, um, but that's simply because you have a smaller stomach and you have the capability of staying at that low-calorie area for the rest of your life. You can never do something to lose weight that you, that you can't maintain pretty much forever, and 90% of people that go on diets do them, but they can't do them forever, so they regain the weight back. You can't cut out carbs because you won't be able to continue on that forever. There will be a few, maybe you're listening right now, that somehow manage to stay on a very, very low-carb diet for years and years and keep their weight off, and I, I'm fine with, you know, that's fine, but very few people are able to do that. And um, unfortunately, if they could, then we'd have a lot less obesity in this country. The second reason, of course, is related to increased caloric intake after decreasing calories, but the reason behind the increased caloric intake is the key here. It's the losing oneself. It's the lack of focus on oneself that really is a killer, and I see it all the time. It's the, it's the person that was able to focus on themselves for a few months maybe where they had to say no more their ter- had to say no to their friends more often and family members and, and go to the gym and, and not eat out as much. But they got sick of that, so they reverted back to just the general lifestyle that they, they engaged in before they were on their weight loss journey, and that brought their weight back up. You need to find a lifestyle that makes you happy, but also contributes to keeping your weight off. And if that means eliminating something that you really enjoy from your life, 
hopefully replacing that with something else you enjoy that contributes to your lifestyle. For instance, if you have a group of friends that like to go out and drink every weekend, hopefully you'll find a new group of friends that like to go out and exercise on the weekends or do something else that contributes to you not gaining the weight back. Now, usually when somebody um, loses that focus on themselves, that bleeds into their diet. And what I'll see if they did do diet logs for me or filled out any type of, of diet journal, I'm going to see a lot more carbs in the diet, which means I'm going to see a lot more calories in the diet. I will also see a lot more fat as well in terms of nuts and seeds and hummus and um, even you know snacks like chips and cookies. And that's all going to contribute to an increased caloric intake and will obviously increase in weight regained. Okay, quick recap to what I just told you. Be honest with yourself. If you can seek help from a clinician, like a dietitian that can help you, track your craving levels, and along with that, you can also track your hunger levels, and forgive yourself. Once you do all that, then you can slide into the caloric intake, the protein, the liquid calories, the exercise, all the things that you need to do, focusing on yourself, and you will see the weight come off. I can almost guarantee it. I love feedback, so if you listen to this podcast, you shut this thing off, and you go out there and start doing these things, and you start losing weight again, you better let me know. You let me. You could let me know on Instagram, dietitian underscore dad. If you're not following me there, go ahead and follow me. TikTok, same thing. Uh, Facebook, my Facebook is Mike Murphy RD. If you want to send me a friend request, feel free to do that. Next week's two weeks from now, I'll do another episode. This is going to be a deep one. I'm going to get into some, how childhood trauma and how we're raised as as kids impacts how we feel about food, what we eat. It's going to be a fascinating look at that. So so make sure you're there for that. We'll see you in about two weeks. Thanks for listening. Remember, nothing else matters but your health. That's number one priority in your life because once that's good, you can be the best you can be. Put the effort behind it. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at dietitian underscore dad while you wait for the next episode to drop. And remember, permanent changes lead to permanent results.